Pinkman saying, bitch, that's been quite a while since we've done a rank it, Brady. Yeah, how guess, long? Oh, fucking two years or something. I think, at least. Wow. Tess, uh, you're here, too. I don't know if I've ever been on a rank it. Yeah, you were definitely oh, you on, have. like, like our top ten of the year, which are considered rank it. You were on we the used Pixar. To do, we used to do rank it okay. as a segment originally, and it's become its own podcast since then, and we did about 12 of them. There's a lot to say. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely did. Pixar, I remember that. Um, I, I, I'm going to go first. This, well, why don't you introduce it, and I'll go first. All right, uh, because of the movie we did this week, which was Paper Moon, uh, which is, uh, at the time, the youngest Best Oscar winner, Best Oscar, the un- youngest Oscar winner for Best Actress Tatum O'Neill at the time. She won at the age nine. We thought to do the best child performances of all time. Uh, now, child performances can be a shaky area, uh, but... Uh, for that reason, the really, really good ones stand out. And as I was going through this, there are a lot of really good ones. Yep. And I'm already going to give an honorable mention because since you just said shaky, I went, oh, man, I didn't I didn't include the, the lady from Marnie. Marnie. Uh, and I don't know her name. I haven't seen Marnie. But that's a no. good performance. I can't hear my... Oh, wait. No, I can hear myself. Kind of. Is that better? Uh, Yeah, much. Thank you. Sorry, you, you you were doing your understudy and you were louder. I was being pretty loud yeah. because I'm great. So don't give it away. We're doing a top seven, but uh, I encourage all of you because I'm going to do this to give as many honorable mentions as you'd like. Just uh, throw them out there. Give give them all some love. They're kids. They're not kids anymore, but they were. Maybe some of them still are. Okay, well, I'll I'll give the honorable mention for Marnie as I pull it up. Um, it it was the first movie to um. Oh man, I just got a ton of actors here. Uh, maybe I spelled it wrong. <laughs> uh, it was the first um. Movie to depict, uh, post traumatic stress before there was a a a name for post traumatic stress. Oh, here it is, Marnie, nineteen sixty four, Alfred Hitchcock, uh. Tippi Hedren, Sean Connery, and the lady. I'm guessing was Diane Baker. But I'm not positive. It could have been Louise Laffin. Did you not research this? No, I didn't. I just thought of it right when Brady said it could uh, be a shaky oh, one. Oh, you were... <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, there, there's... Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't actually know the names of hardly any but two of these... Three of these people, because mostly because they still act, um, before we did this list. So, I mean, it's not a slight for me to not know uh, the person I just said, whose name I've already forgotten. Um, it's just that I don't know the names of child actors. At any rate, my number seven. Oh, wait, wait okay. But, uh, Tess, now do you want to do honorable mention? Oh, oh. I, I didn't have one actually because I just got to the bottom of my list and then we moved on. So. Okay, let me just, let me quickly just shout out a bunch of people who aren't going to be on my list. Who's that? Oh God, my brain is blank. Rob, who's the one you love? Christina, Christina Ricci. Ricci. Yeah. All right. Shout outs to 
Uh, and this is in essentially How ascending did you blink order. On that, I don't know. Yeah. You should just be like Rob, Christina Ricci, like that. Should <laughs> well, yes. I know. Okay, so shout outs to Christina Ricci and Adam's Family Values, to Keisha Castle Hughes and Whale Rider, Kirsten Dunst in Interview with a Vampire, Mary Batham as Scout in To Kill a Mockingbird, the Divine Bulger Sisters in In America, Mr. Haley Joel Osment in The Sixth Sense, Haley Steinfeld in True Grit. And Natalie Portman in Leon the Professional. Fine, so I'm sure fine performance. Some of those that I didn't, that aren't on my actual list, uh, I'll just go ahead and say those are my honorable mention also. Okay. Uh, I did my honorable mention. I also Our, want to say the guy that does the voice mention. of Steven it Universe was is wonderful, uh, even though he's not in a film yet. Uh, okay, so my number seven is Jason James Richter. Of Free Willy fame, uh, specifically for that cake-eating, stealing scene in the beginning. That was mm. really awesome. That's why. And that's my number seven. All right. Uh, my number seven is Tatum O'Neill from the movie that we just watched, Paper Moon. That's a good one. Uh, Tatum O'Neill will not be making my list because my list is named in her honor. But she would be my number one, probably. What's, what's the name of your list? The Tatum O'Neill Not Memorial List. Because she's alive. Because she's alive. Yes. Oh, very good, Brittany. My number seven goes to... Um, you know, I had this at number six, but I'm going to put it at number seven because this is a non-professional actor. But this is like uh, a masterpiece movie. It's The Bicycle Thieves by Vittoria De Sica. Uh, uh-huh. Great, great movie. And a lot of it is that, like, you have this child, this real child, because it's about this child going around with his father to find this stolen bicycle. And if they don't find it, they're probably going to starve to death or something. And so this mm-hmm. child does a very natural job of, because at the end he has to kind of see, like, his father is a compromised person. And so he plays that arc out very well. So Mr. Enzo Staiola, I don't know if you're still with us or not, but uh, that ending just is devastating. Great job. Sounds a lot like Pee Wee's Big Adventure. It's the space. Okay. No, it's actually based on the. That's based on the Bicycle Thief. Yes, I know. Yeah. Except no, no child though. Pee Wee is child and Pee-wee man. Pee Wee is one. child and man. Yes. No of child he is. left behind in the Pee Wee Herman movie, because there's no children in it. Tess, what is your number seven? Aren't we at your six? I said six? my number seven. Tess, what is your number six? We're at your uh, six, Rob. Oh, you're my, six. I'm, okay. Bogey on your six. Sorry, I was do waiting for Tess. Do a barrel roll. No, okay. Uh, I will not do a barrel roll. I will do a barrel, uh, what do they call it when they make not- notches on the inside of the barrel to make the things, rifling. I will there do a rifling go. roll for uh, Natalie Portman and, and Leon the Professional. Tell us more about how special that is to you. I I can't really because she's like 11. She grew up to be hot is what movie. is what Rob's trying yeah, to say. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. She grew up to be super super hot, but also she was really good in Leon yeah, the as Professional. As an actress in Leon the oh, I agree. At a young age. Fantastic. Yes. Her best performance up until Black Swan. Like I was like, shit, Natalie Portman has a little kid is better than Right? I thought that too. She like blew me away in that and then it's like just kind of, yeah, okay. 
Yep. Well, it's great. She finally caught up with herself. And now, yeah, with Jackie and Black Swan, she's kicking. Uh, to, to be honest, when I said that uh, a second ago, when Brady told me why to make it special or something like that, it wasn't weird <laughs> until y'all made it weird. <laughs> I don't think I think it's natural. I think natural. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Brady, number six. Oh wait, isn't it your number six? Is it mine? Okay, my turn. Um, Well, I I picked Art Parkinson from Kubo because um, Brady was just rewatching it, and I was kind of not paying that much attention. But um, I I noticed what a great storyteller and voice actor he is, and. Um, I think it's that that we have a lot of good kid voice actors coming out of like this animation boom and stuff like that, where, you know, like the person that voices Finn and the person that voices Steven Universe and that are like all doing tremendously wonderful jobs. Whereas like, you know, had this been made in the 90s, they would have found a, a young woman to voice these parts um, that wouldn't age out of them. But, uh, you know, that being said, I was, like, really, really impressed with this kid's voice performance. So um, maybe just because of, like, the timeliness that I heard it, I just went, wow, he was great. And he deserves to be on my list because he's a great storyteller and a wonderful voice actor. So Art Parkinson is my number six. Very nice. Now if we were playing King's Cup, six, six, Brady. Drink. Six chicks. Uh, It just depends on what kind of game you're playing. What's Dix then? What? Uh, well, you can have five guys. Oh, yeah. okay. Five guys. That's six, always six. how I play. Okay. Six chicks, five fives guys. Are you out of one? What? Are you out of one? Uh huh. Drink. Oh, I I don't have any wine. All right, Brady. What's your number six? <laughs> my, my number six is Christian Bale in Empire of the Sun, the Steven Spielberg movie from the eighties. Um. I, I've always really loved this movie and I really loved it when I first saw it in college. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, there'll be other child actors maybe higher on the list, but it's hard to name an actor so fully formed at such a young age. Like Christian Bale Mm. has become a fantastic actor, but he was always kind of possessed of this presence, which is important because certain stories you can kind of guide the child through it. And I'm not going to say that's a lesser or more of an achievement, but this is the kind of story where the child like is completely conscious and is like the narrator, the pusher of the narrative. And so you've got like this young kid who's holding scenes down with John Malkovich. And yeah, I, I still love Empire of the Sun. That's a, a fantastic movie and uh, a wonderful performance. And I don't want to spoil anything, but I tear up when Christian Bale's like, I can bring everyone back. Everyone. Hmm. Great movie. Yes. Um, is it my turn for my number four? Five. 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 <laughs> ah. Okay. <laughs> Do you have somewhere to be, Rob? <laughs> no. Not yet. Uh, my number five. <laughs> four is just my favorite number, <laughs> goddammit. Five, guys. Uh uh, my number five is Edward Furlong from Terminator 2 hmm. for such excellent lines as... Shit. <laughs> Are you talking Aust- to moi? Hasta la vista. Yeah. Uh, hasta la vista baby line came from him teaching him hasta Valisa. Uh, hasta Valisa? <laughs> Feliz Navidad. Oh, <laughs> wish you a happy Terminator. 
and like the thumbs up thing and uh you know he was good man and he fucking had a mini bike and he knew how to hack atm machines pretty <laughs> badass for a kid <laughs> that's my number five guys test okay uh, my number five is Holly Joel Osmond from The Sixth Sense, and um, oh, one of the Osmonds. I think that Donnie I, and Holly. I picked Joel. him um, because uh, I remember when that came out. I was just I thought he was so great, and then he got nominated for uh, Best Supporting Actor or something, and I was just really, really rooting for him. Did and you, uh, did you do that as a joke? What? Haley Joel Osmond. Holly Joel Osmond? Brady. <laughs> Rolling. Uh, it, no, it is pronounced Haley. All right. Um, from the Sixth Sense. And, um, and it's Osmond instead of Osmond. Osmond. Osmond? Osmond. Oh, okay, I didn't okay. know that. Actually, I thought it was Osmond. That's Donnie. Um, That's Donnie Osmond. Oh. Osmond, sorry. Um, yeah, I just, I thought he was really great in that. Um, I feel like uh, over the... Like, ha having stood the test of time, maybe he's not necessarily going to make people's lists. But I did want to, you know, get, give him that that thumbs up and say that he, you know, I thought he was really great in that. So, uh, moving on. Yeah, moving on. And, and no, I, you know, I feel bad that he didn't make mine, but, like, he is really great. Like, no question about it. Fantastic work in that. He should have beat Michael Caine mm. that year at the Oscars. I thought that too. Michael Caine. Michael Caine, you princes of New England. I don't even. He's American in that. He's not even he British. He was 13 years old. <laughs> okay. Um, for number five, I'm going with uh, a great movie from a couple of years ago. Uh, one that my sister really likes now. Uh, it's Room, uh, which is a fantastic movie. Like, really great movie. We uh, served a great dish for that for the Oscar party. We did. We served stuffed mushrooms. Um, mm. Great performance Mushroom. by Brie Larson, who won the Oscar. But the shame was that uh, partly because they have so much trouble with like, oh, you're a little kid. Like, are you lead or supporting? And mm -hmm. so Jacob Tremblay, so fantastic, did not get nominated. And the answer is he's a lead. He's more of a lead even than Brie Larson. And uh, that's what's so fantastic is it's such like a sobering story, but with like notes of uplift. And this kid has to carry it, but it's not like, I mean, he has some precocious voiceovers, but what really is fantastic is just like, kind of like with Tessa's pick of Kubo, he is a kid. He's never not a little mm -hmm. kid. Yeah. Besides, I like precocious children. Well, but too precocious and then, precocious, and then it's like, Then oh. you get a little twee. If, if you're too precocious, <laughs> then it just sounds like the screenwriter's putting words in your mouth. Yeah, I've seen so many scripts like that. Like, what was that one about um, uh, the Steve Jobs or something where, like, the kid was too precocious to be a real kid? Do you remember that? I think that would be... Why do you want to make Steve an iPod, Jobs. Dad? I have my Walkman. Right, like she was, she was so precocious and so like thoughtful that it was like this is an adult writing for like a kid that's super smart, and it was just like really off-putting. Yeah, like anyway. I, I'm not even summoning the words right, but like it, it was actually miraculous to like have a five-year-old act like a five-year-old and still like communicate that on screen. So, yeah, that's fantastic, Jacob Tremblay. Alrighty, my number four. And this is the reason why I leapt to number four after Brady's number six uh, is Christian Bale in Empire of the Sun. There you All go. right. So there was a reason. I wasn't just trying to go somewhere. 
I am trying to go somewhere in life. Just like uh, Christian Bale was, and he went somewhere because this is the, the movie that, that made him a household name where he didn't have to get super skinny. And he did a good job. What's the, I can't remember the plane name, but that's a great scene also where he's running on the roof. It's like, ah, P-51 Cadillac of the sky! Ah! Yeah. Where he's like, the Japanese planes are bombing, but he's like It's overjoyed. been a long ass time since I've seen the movie, man. I just remember it. It was good. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, a lot of the things was, um, I mean, for me, that movie from a filmmaker standpoint, a lot of, uh, you know, kind of what uh, Steven Spielberg was doing, making short films on Super 8 when he was a kid. Uh, you know, that's what that movie was bringing him back to, was you know, loving planes, loving the war history and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So as another reason it registers for me. But no, I, I look, I can't give you specifics. I just remember the movie was super good, <laughs> and the kid's performance was super good, and it's been like fucking 12 years since I've seen it. I know. <laughs> uh, my turn? Yeah, Tess, it's your turn for number, number four. four. Uh, so my number four is Christina Ricci from Adam's Family Values, specifically the sequel, though she was also good in the uh, original Adam's Family film. Um, and I don't want to get too much into this, but like I also want to say like this film changed my life. Um, she's She's an incredible comedian, and uh, straight man at the same time, like somehow she like perfectly mixes the t- these two things. Uh, amazing performance from her, incredibly funny. Um, and also, uh, I was goth for many, many years, probably largely because of Christina Ricci playing Wednesday. Um, so there you go. That's just how we she's met. she's just uh, she's just perfect in that, and um, you know. My childhood was uh, influenced heavily by by her performance in that. Basically, uh, just a yeah. really great, really great, memorable movie for for me as a kid. We're all sitting here in this room today because of you, Miss Ricci. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And God bless your efforts to take pictures of yourself fitting into very small spaces. And get yourself yeah, a Jamba Juice. That. And get yourself two Jamba juices. Yeah. Well, on me, in fact, if you want, um, if you want, and Christina Ricci, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, if you want to join me for a Jamba juice sometime. Uh, well, that was creepy, but I'm here. <laughs> Free Jamba juice. I'll watch. <laughs> Brady. Okay, my number four is um, is River Phoenix and Stand by Me. Uh, which is a great coming-of-age movie, like super moving movie. One of the uh, examples of a Stephen King novel that actually produces a great movie. And, of course, it had lots of people who became people. The lead was Will Wheaton, uh, Jerry O'Connell before he became... Jerry O'Connell before he became a buff guy was a chubby kid uh, who liked to say sincerely a lot. And, of course, uh, Corey Feldman, who is a national treasure today. It's a good pick. Uh, but River Phoenix, what can I say about River Phoenix? At River Phoenix as like an 11-year-old child in this movie has more maturity in his bones than I do now. <laughs> um, 
old soul, they would like, call yeah, it. Like, yeah, this is one of the yeah. greatest old soul performances ever, yet still is, like, totally an 11-year-old kid, but just bearing the weight of the world. But he's, like, the moral center of everyone. Just, like, the calm way when his friend freaks out. And he's just like, skin it, man. Just skin it. And, like, his, uh, his scene with Will Wheaton and when they break down and when he talks about him being kind of a kid from the other side of the tracks, it's just a fantastic performance and so knowing. Uh, and obviously it's, it's a tragedy that he had to die so young. Uh, very talented. You are too well versed in yeah. film, Brady, but I do get to take glee in correcting you on one thing. Hmm. Will Wheaton. Will, Will Wheaton. <clears throat> Number four, River Phoenix. Cool whip. Three, Rob. Me? Yes. I, where was I in? No, three. You're three. I'm. Oh, oh my! I I thought I was your number three on child actors. No. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, that home video I <laughs> saw you in is Oscar worthy. Man, you squirted me with a squirt gun, <laughs> and I didn't like it. And mine's not working. It's bad. I'll give you another black eye if you don't shut up. Oscar. <laughs> no, my name's Rob. Um. Brandon Quinton Adams. Shut the fuck up. I'm giving my number three. Why did I gotta shut the... Okay. No, you were just... You know, when someone tells you a joke so bad... Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I get it. No, um, my name's Rob. Oh, okay, thanks, Oscar. Don't call me honey at work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Quinton Adams from The Sandlot, specifically for the line, Forever. 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 That would be the character Squints. That's correct. Awesome. And just because he got that. I mean, I mean, sometimes it's the luck of the draw, and he drew that line, and that's what makes him such a great fucking child actor. Rufio, too, though, really. Like, if we're getting into that kind of conversation. Wait, what does he have to do with Rufio? Just Rufio another just another kid shouting, that just lucked out on like having the best possible part. <laughs> anyway, good pick. It's not funny. Anyway, uh, so that would be uh, moving on to test for number three. All right, Natalie Portman and Leon the Professional. Um, I grew up on this movie, much like the Adams Family. Um, this this was always on in my house and. Um, I think I mostly saw The Professional, um, but I feel like this whole entire cast is a fucking powerhouse. Everyone is wonderful, and um, Natalie Portman gives, I think uh, earlier we said, like one of the best performances of her entire career in this, and she's 12. So um, maybe it's just my love of Leon the Professional, like as a film speaking here and, you know, the the uh, great Gary Oldman also in it, um, stealing many scenes. But, uh, you know, just uh, obviously couldn't couldn't be less than top three for me. Natalie Portman. Baba. Brady. Number three, Kavenjane Wallace for Beasts of the Southern Wild. Uh, yeah, this is one of my favorite movies of recent times. Uh, I think it's, you know, along with the movie we just watched, Paper Moon, it's one of the most moving father-daughter stories ever. And it, I'm more like, in, in saying why it's on here, like, I think all the virtues are there on the screen. Like, it's such a 
a focused, alert, interesting performance. I'm more inclined to just take this time to defend kind of a criticism against her and against child actors in general, which is sometimes you get a great child performance and people are like, oh, well, it's a child. So that's that's just the director. Like mm-hmm. the director the did a good job. My uh, mom always said it was the editor. And like that's true, but also kind of bullshit because that's everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, for example, uh, sorry, Ryan O'Neill. Uh, I'm going to come after you right now because like Ryan O'Neill, like who's actually really, really good in Paper Moon. Most of his career he spent as a very middling actor with not a lot of emoting capability. And yet he gets to be in one of the most brilliant movies of all time, Barry Lyndon, because, yeah, Stanley Kubrick knew how to use him. So as an actor, oh. you're always being used. The The director is always suiting you to their purpose. But like you're not there. So how how are we to say like how much of that is the performer's natural talent and the director's choice. Uh, And I think we get into a bit of useless kind of arbitrary guessing when we approach that. All I know is that Beast of the Southern Wild is brilliant and Kevin A. Wallace is brilliant in it. Rant over. You know what? It just occurred to me who's great and isn't on any of our lists is the kid that's from The Shining. Uh, Yeah, he is great. I, I can't believe none of us mentioned him, and I can't even think of his name. Hmm. Wow. Danny. His name no. is Danny, and his friend is Tony. <laughs> yeah. No, he's so good. And, like, we forgot about him. Damn. Well, there's a lot of people. I, did, I didn't forget it's, about him. It's, it's I don't know difficult. that he'd break my top seven. No, his but name's he'd Danny prob- Lloyd. He'd, he'd probably break my top his name ten. Is Danny. And he's great, and I just can't believe he wasn't in any of our conversations. Sorry, I just like that when you mentioned Stanley Kubrick, I went, whoa, we forgot him. Well, Holy his, shit. His name is Danny, and his name is Danny Lloyd. Yes, it is. Yeah. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> Both are true. One, his name is Danny. Two, he is a man named Danny with the last name of Lloyd. Do you dispute Three. either of these? No. His name is Danny Lloyd. <laughs> Okay, Does he so, have a friend named Tony? We don't really know. Maybe. And, um, uh, okay, number two, I will give a, a three-way tie, a, a sort of a, uh, a, uh, a honorable mention to two other actors that go along with this one. They're just all kind of in the same zeitgeist. Um, not zeitgeist. Uh, the same... Um, Time ghost. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, number two is actually going to Jenny Lewis from The Wizard, because come on, it's Jenny Wizard. <laughs> what? Because come on, it's Jenny Lewis, <laughs> and the it's The Wizard, and that movie's awesome. Uh, oh, you mean that video game one? Yes. Oh yes. dear. Yes, so they debuted Super Mario Three. Yeah. California. Um, and he touched my breast. Uh, all those things. Um, <clears throat> might have to use that as the drop. <laughs> and he touched my breast. Uh-huh. With a power glove. <laughs> so at any rate, uh, but I would also like to throw in there either, uh, as honorable mentions, uh, both Anna Chalomsky and Macaulay Culkin from My Girl. Good job. Because they're that uh, cool. those those were equal performances of, of goodness for those kids at that time. Uh, around the same time. I mean, yeah. Wizard was out a few years before, but I rented them all at the same time, okay? And now Chlumsky's doing it in uh, Veep. Oh. Anna Chlumsky. And she was in In the Chlumsky. Loop, which we podcasted. You should go listen to that. Yeah, episode, I think six, seven. 
Sure. It's in the feed. CarnivoreStudiosOnPodcast.com <laughs> on, on any podcast place such as iTunes or uh, any podcast app such as Podcast One. It wouldn't be on Podcast One. Never mind. Um, plug. Plug. Uh, that's uh, Brady. Uh, I mean, Tess, number two. Stop talking. Uh, number two is Haley Steinfeld from True Grit. And um, I don't know that I have anything originally original to say about this. Just um, I guess she was 13 in that. And I thought they had cast like a very young looking 20 year old or something because of how good she was. I was like, this could not be like this person's breakout performance because she's so mature and so great. And um just really like to me stole the entire show and she's like up there with like veteran actors like uh fucking jeff bridges and shit and like stealing the show for me so uh Haley steinfeld number two all right number two is the actress spanish actress from the movie i proposed for us to do uh, we didn't end up doing it but maybe one day we'll do it it's the spirit of the beehive um, and when I watch this, this is a great movie. If you haven't seen it, please watch it. It's kind of, uh, almost reminded me of what Tim Burton would look like if it was good. Uh, a better way to say it would be that it reminded me a lot of, uh, Pan's Labyrinth, though not as quite a movie driven by like conflict. Cause that's a movie in war. This is more just a film about this like six year old girl. I want to say with the most like beautiful, like, Kind of almost think uh, Mara Wilson and Mrs. Doubtfire, mm. but like Spanish and with kind of like a spooky quality to her. Spooky. So like both innocent, but like, because the whole point of it is this girl is kind of haunted. She goes to see an early print of Frankenstein when it comes to the theaters. And she sees with her sister the scene where Frankenstein's monster is playing with this little girl by the lake. Mm. And then the next scene, I think the girl's dead. Yeah, and he so, drowns her. Yeah. And she's like, wait, did. Did she die? Like, did he kill her? And she, uh, it's about her kind of becoming fixated by death. And this girl's oh, face just like bears the haunting of like a child first coming to think about death and killing and, and all the kind of spooky shit. Uh, it's just, it's the most perfectly haunted performance. And she's also adorable. <laughs> um, so Anna, Anna Torrent, uh, great movie if you haven't seen it. Spirit of the Beehive. Nice. So I'm going to actually talk a little bit about my number one. I'm going to read some quotes. One would be, children, this is Mrs. Jelinski, your new nanny. What do we say? Be afraid. Be very afraid. What else did she say? Oh, yes, you're at that very special age when you start thinking about... Uh... uh. Boys? Homicide. Also... Oh, my favorite one. Oh, no, this isn't your favorite one. But And then Mommy kissed Daddy, and then the angel told the stork. The stork flew down from heaven and left a diamond under a leaf in the cabbage patch, and the diamond turned into a baby. Our parents are having a baby, too. They had sex. <laughs> At any no, rate. Oh, that's my favorite one. Do your favorite one. Oh, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but this is just like, you know what happens if my mom uses fabric softener? I, I die. die. But that's from the boy who's a friend of hers, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's... And then she just scoots closer on the bench. Well, wait, another one is when she's just like uh, talking to him. And she's like, what if you found that one perfect boy who loved you and adored you and, and gave you everything you wanted and did whatever you wanted? What would you do? I'd pity him. Wednesday is so great. Yes, it's all it's all it's all about Christina Ricci from Adam's Family Values, which Good is pick. better than Adam's Family. I mean, it just yes, is. we all agree. We all agree. It's one of those rare cases where there's only two movies and the sequel's better than. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there you go. That's uh, that's my number one, and uh, I'm just sticking to it. I'm gonna try not to say anything stupid. I just did shit. So my number one is. Uh, Kavanjane Wallace from Beasts of the Southern Wild. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. I think she did a lot of like uh, voiceover in that too, which I think is one of the reasons that I found her performance to be so compelling because it's, you know, in that case, it's not just editing. Like you're actually hearing her speak and act without, uh, you know, virtue of, like, you know, having somebody edit it in a certain way or something like that, which is, you know, often the the argument that people make against, like, oh, if it's a good kid actor, it's just the editing or whatever. But, um, yeah, she she was so great in that and really, really carried the show. Like, di- didn't she get nominated for Best Supporting or something? No, lead. She did get nominated for lead. Okay. So that's, that's good, at least. Um I can't even remember anybody else that got nominated that year. So I'm just like, did the person that won deserve it? Really, uh, truly? No. Jennifer Lawrence in Silver Linings is very good. Uh, uh, she was better than her. Yeah, that was the year of like Jessica Chastain, Zero Dark Thirty, and Emmanuel Riva from Amour. It was a good year, but no. I, I, I think Quavon Janae Wallace should have won that year, maybe. Probably. I think I would have gone Chastain, but... Eh, uh, I don't know. Well, she's my favorite kid actor, so uh, I'm biased in that way. Anyway, also a beautiful movie. Word. I think this, that, was, that was one of the tunes I played on our ill-fated Guess the Soundtrack where Rob was drunk and passing out. So then, while you're passed out, I'm just like, I'm just going to play some more stuff. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Rob, do you know this one? Alien. Yeah, that was, that was not one of my uh, better moments. It was great. Oh, never mind. It was one of my better moments. Okay, so finally my number one. I can't even believe I'm the only one to have this person in here. You guys are crazy. It's Patty Duke. It's Patty Patty Duke. Duke. I can't think I know what she's in. From The Miracle Worker. Uh, Oh. Oh, wow. What a great performance. This would be one of the things normally that I'm allergic to because, like, yeah, she's playing Helen Keller. So, like, that kind of screams Beatty. But fuck it. They're both so so goddamn good. good. Um, and what's really good oh, about it is like, it's not played cloyingly, like, uh, and, uh, what's her name? Anne Bancroft is brilliant as her teacher, as Annie, or what, what's the name of the teacher? Oh my God. Yeah, I think Helen it is Keller's Annie. teacher. Yeah. Anyway, um, they're both so great because it's Anne Bancroft giving like her best work maybe. And then like, they're just butting heads is so interesting. Like the dinner table scene where Helen Keller's just like, she wants what she wants and then she's fighting her like, no, she's got to learn. Now, what can I say? Like, it's 
it's an unbelievably physical performance. A child had to learn how to not only play blind, but play like this very stubborn blind and deaf person. Uh, I don't know. Just, Anne Sullivan. Anne Sullivan. Thank you. Yeah. Just go see the miracle worker. It's uh, that performance is incredible. It's incredible. Uh, I have one more honorable mention, which kind of slipped my mind, but uh, Abraham Atta from uh, Beasts of No Nation. Yeah. Was fantastic. Um, sorry, bro. Didn't think of it soon enough. Three, two, one. Abraham Atta. Is that it? Anybody else uh, want to say know. anything before we I go? I just think nope. you should name drop Abraham Atta and get him to listen. Three, two, one. Abraham Atta. Rank it outro. Rank it, bitch. That was a good thing of rank it, but we don't do this part because the thing with it, <laughs> we're just a separate podcast.